Hello and welcome back to Let's Get Weirding. I'm Bo North. And I'm Megan Sunday. On this show, we're discussing Frank Herbert's Dune series chapter by chapter. This week, uh, we're here to talk about the Baron. So as we just said before I hit record, who gives a shit? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, we we do want to make sure that Paul and Jessica are absolutely definitely dead. Oh, completely. Sincerely dead. It's really, it's a sticking point this week. (laughs) (laughs) This is a ship shop. This is, this is a bad operation. Yeah, it is. Well, I mean, this just goes back to like everything and we're going to get into this more, but like everything with Thufer is like everyone jumping to the wrongest possible conclusion at all times. Mm -hmm. That is this chapter. (laughs) That is. That is kind of Dune, actually. It really is. Dune, we make bad choices. Yeah. <laughs> it's the tagline <laughs> of the movie. Really? <laughs> but before that, uh, we have our, our epigraph, as ever. Yeah. And this is some bullshit. Once again, <laughs> Megan, you have conned me into reading a very long epigraph only to follow the next week with two fucking lines. But they're <laughs> You're so getting really deep. good at this. I use the voice. There's no, yeah, you must be using that voice on me, you witch. Oh, <laughs> uh, did you miss people calling Jessica a witch? Because it's back. Oh yeah, I mean, did it go anywhere? Uh, well, no one was talking about Jessica. I mean, Jessica was there, so no one was talking like to her. I mean, I think, I think Liet might have thought about her being a witch at one point. Well, in the last but chapter. I think he's got a little more respect. Yeah, that's true. I mean, um, it doesn't change the fact that he did think it, but yeah. I just keep picturing I, Max von Sydow. I, I know. Just it's thinking. Really... Mm-hmm. He's the only, for some reason, that's the only character where I cannot disassociate the, the Lynch movie. For some, every uh-huh. time I think, every time Liet shows up, I'm like, oh, Max von Sydow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I do the same thing. He's just uh, so great. I think, I think that's just a Max von Sydow thing because yeah. everything he's been in. You know, he's the only one I can think about playing that role. Exactly. Yeah. Even when it's like Flash Gordon, and you're just like, oh, oh, oh boy. Uh, we just watched Strange Brew, so. Oh, uh, well. <laughs> he's made choices, has Max. I mean, actually, we, I'm not going to lie, Sammy and I really loved that movie. Oh, it's good, but when you think, you know, you just, when you look at the span of his career. Yeah, yeah. You're just like, uh, oh, okay. What? <laughs> it huh? is varied it very much so yes uh i feel like european actors this sounds so pretentious but i feel like a lot of like quote-unquote foreign actors take a lot more chances are you worried about being pretentious on our dune, dune podcast, podcast? <laughs> um always at all times it's how i live my no life. i mean just look at mads mickelson's back catalog mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah I, I mean i can see it I can see it. Yeah. Any number of like Asian actors, you know, you're watching some like really weird horror movie and then you're mm-hmm. watching a very intense drama and it's like, oh, hey, that guy. Yeah. <laughs> Hello. Yeah. We just finished. We watched back to back. We did Band of Brothers of the Pacific. Oh, boy. And that. Yeah. <laughs> We've just finished the Pacific last night and I was like, I'm going to need to watch like three episodes of old ass Jeopardy to get this like so I can sleep tonight because that was harrowing. Yeah, but um, yeah, it, it is like a buffet of hey, it's that guy's. Mm-hmm. It's good shit. But so our epigraph is again from the Manual of Muad'Dib by the Princess Arulin, and it goes like this: What do you despise? By this, are you truly known? Hmm. Very deep. So I mean, what would you be known as then, Megan? Oh, boy. I'd be known for... The girl I mean, I... that hates... I'm the girl that hates mayo. So. Oh. Uh, onions. What? I hate onions. What? I, uh, love, I love mayo. <laughs> I feel like I hardly know you. I put onions in everything. It's I can't. Ridiculous. I can eat, like, I'm getting better about, like, a caramelized onion. Mm. Like, if we go to Ant Pizza, uh, yeah. I don't know if you guys have that there. Uh, no. But it's... Just... I'm in Portland. We only have fa- fucking fancy pizza. Well, this is, like, you build your own. Oh, no, but thank they you. They also <laughs> have some, like, 
pre-made like recipe menus and then you can like build your own pizza uh well they do it for you it's like a chipotle oh it's a pizza like a papa murphy's i don't know what that means but yes a take and bake it's like take and bake oh yeah so but they have one that has caramelized onions and Mm -hmm. that one is very good and i'm like all right i can deal with this but yeah like when i'm eating a burrito or something and it's like oh an onion Mm -hmm. what the hell (laughs) but onions are so good in burritos they are not (laughs) well we just really are gonna have to disagree on both onion and mayo yeah Um, that's okay exactly there yeah, are no, we, there's no mayonnaise on Dune, unfortunately. If there was, you. if there was, says the Baron you, unfortunately. Would know. Oh yeah, he's the one. He's making that mayonnaise. <laughs> he orders it. He imports it with his whale fur and his sharks. Yeah, I, I like. I just got so over enthusiastic about sharks. Just sucking <laughs> in all the air. I can't stop. I gotta say it. <laughs> well, you're very excited. It's Fat Bear Week. And we have a winner. It was Fat Bear Week. Holly won. Uh, yeah. Who you were pulling for. All yeah. You were, you were really like, you were, you uh-huh. were out there giving public support for Holly all week. And then she won because she gained so much weight for hibernation. Yeah. It's an and important I, time. I wish we did that. <laughs> oh, that'd be so good. I mean, some of us do. <laughs> well, I mean, I gained the weight, but then I, I don't get to just sleep. Mm. Like I gained the weight and then I'm like, well, I'm just going to go to bed Have for three you months. tried clinical depression? I don't recommend it, actually. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've tried general anxiety disorder. Yeah. So I just lay there and stare. Yeah. <laughs> so write an epigraph about that, Arulin, since you're so fucking wise. <laughs> I mean, I get, I, I feel like I have definitely seen this sentiment before. That you know yeah. what what you hate says more about you defines than, than you. you yeah, uh, I don't I mean, agree. I mean, I guess if you're someone who's just like, well, I hate, you know, really political people. It's kind of like, like, why? You know, why do you hate people who are outspoken about what they believe in, kind of thing? Or, you know, oh, oh I, I hate religious people. It's like, okay, boy, but there's what, a lot why? of that going around this week. Uh, and it's the same thing. Like if someone says, oh, I, I I hate all religious people. It's like, okay, well, do you hate like? Okay. Certain religious like institutions. Do you hate people who you know proselytize? I mean, because mm-hmm. if you're like, or if you just flat out are like, well, I hate anyone who believes in anything. It's like, well, all right, okay, Aren't you well, great? You're, you're a little insufferable. I'm not one of those people that's like, uh, I don't like you, and you're the worst. Because a lot of religious people I know are are pretty great. I mean, there are Mormons in the world. Are there any in space? Um, oh my god, don't you watch The Expanse? I don't. <laughs> yes, there are Mormons in space. Wasn't that also Battlestar? It's, um, <laughs> they had a... I, I don't remember if there were Mormons, but they are very much the LDS temple in space, yes. Oh. In, in The Expanse, yes. Oh, I'll have to ask Billy about that when, oh, when yeah. we're done. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's a show. <laughs> it's good stuff. Um, I only you know tell we don't want to talk about this chapter. We're really okay. in a real slog the last couple weeks with these it's, chapters. It's the Baron, y'all. I know. It's the Baron and, and Thufer. Kind of. I mean, just mention of him, but it's just enough to set my blood boiling. I have started to wonder since, you know, there was never a casting. There has not yet been a casting announcement for mm-hmm. Fade. Part of me is like, well, either they're not going to reveal him in this this one since it's the first movie, or I was just like, what if they just want to combine it with the Beastra band and it's just Batista, Batista in a little like bikini bottom, just like sup? <laughs> the bear yeah. being like, hey, hey, <laughs> <laughs> hello. I mean, Dave Batista is a nice looking fellow. <laughs> I'm just picturing the combination of the characters. <laughs> yeah, but that would be strange. Yeah. um that's something that i was thinking about actually because someone shared you know a sting gif from dune it might have been you i don't know Uh, they come up maybe it was me Uh, no it it was kyle mclaughlin oh okay yeah for sting's birthday yes there it was Mm -hmm. uh so straight from the source (laughs) and 
I do think that something that happens, I mean, Fade is not in this chapter, but he gets mentioned. I definitely think that since they cast, you know, Sting and the character was older, there's a lot more in the movie of him really knowing how the Baron looks at him and like kind of Mm -hmm. playing up to it. Yeah. Whereas even just because I mean, that's the scene that everyone like thinks of. It's just like, oh, my God, Sting shows up in that. And it's like there's no reason for that except that the baron so we know the baron is is a gross person mm-hmm. who ogles his nephew yeah and because sting looked great mm-hmm. you know there's those two purposes and yeah. but there's a lot like this that whole sequence is just very him being like yep here i am I'm just gonna walk uh-huh. around get Check a load of me this out. <laughs> and that's obviously i mean not something that you know please god that they tried to do in this new movie since you know these characters are supposed to be teenagers i doubt it i doubt it but i was just thinking about that because it's like there is is just no reason for that scene in the movie except so that we get it that the baron is gross Mm -hmm. uh which is why it's that's one of those examples i think of something where you're just like this is the strangest i like lynch movie because he's not usually (laughs) that basic (laughs) (laughs) I mean, strangest Lynch and movie. I mean, that could apply to all of his movies. But I mean, usually that's not. That's just the idea that it's like, oh, we're going to show that the Baron is is gross and you know is covered in in boils and lusts after his nephew, mm-hmm. and they're just a flat out like, here's the nephew. He's scantily clad. He's v- he's yeah. gleaming. Uh, he is very oily. He's very oily. Mm-hmm. And now the Baron's going to, you know, basically slobber all over himself talking about it. So here, here it is. This is what's happening. It's spelled mm-hmm. out. And I just, has anything ever been spelled out in a lynch <laughs> I mean, good maybe point. Like, wild at heart. I mean, Nick Cage is doing a lot of, like, monologues about his oh, sexual yeah. he's, prowess. He's but... caging all over the place in that movie. Mm-hmm. He is indeed. Uh, but Laura Which, Dern by looks the way, great. Did I tell you what my Halloween costume is this year? No. Yeah, I'm going to be red for Mandy. Nice. <laughs> I got the tiger t shirt. All I need are some tidy whities <laughs> and some dirty socks, which are easy to find. Bottle of vodka, no problem. Amazing. Yeah. I just had to, like, let's break up the student podcast and talk about Mandy for a while. <laughs> I, I'm i torn at the moment because on the one hand, obviously. Midsummer. Midsummer cultist. Yeah. And I have a fa- flower crown already and everything. Mm-hmm. But then I got this hankering. I was reading something and someone mentioned the story, The Green Ribbon. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what if I just did that? Then I could Man, swear whatever what a great I want. Story. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I could swear whatever I want and have a green ribbon. Cause... Yeah, you can have a, like a little fake blood coming out from under. It would be perfect, too. Well, that's a little obvious. It's I to be know, a but most people won't get it otherwise. This is true. A lot of people are extremely basic in their reading choices. I I've say had to go to <laughs> that is considering rereading JF or uh, JK Rowling's Galbraith books for like the fifth time. I mean, I have spent Halloween parties before explaining my costume and it's it gets old. <laughs> I have this friend, Mike. Oh, my God. I love him so much. But every year he chooses these costumes and he spends an inordinate amount of time handcrafting each piece of his costume and nobody ever has like, any idea what it is. Like one year he was like, oh, you know, I had my grandma make this jacket and I had all these other pieces for the costume that I put together. And then it, it was just like, you just look like a guy in a jacket. Who are you? <laughs> are you like Marty McFly? I don't understand. And he's like, no, I'm Flynn from Tron before he goes into the thing. No, no, and I was like, no. dude, that's not a costume. <laughs> that's not- just a guy. No, this is not Comic Con. That's too much. I mean, that this was for for a convention, but still, I mean, nobody knew what he was, and it was so funny. He does oh. this every year. <laughs> every year, it's wonderful. <laughs> anyway, yeah. oh, 
I just, as a shout out to myself and my husband, just because I still think it was our greatest triumph, Mm -hmm. uh, was the year our couple's costume uh, was Mark Watney and a potato. Oh, nice. We've only done... (laughs) I was the potato. (laughs) We've only done couple's costume. Once we did a couple's costume and the group costume, we did... For the couples, we were um, Han and Leia, but I was Han and he was Leia. Nice. And then for our, our group costume we did together, we were the Endless. And he was, because, uh, you know, he's a big burly redheaded guy. So mm-hmm. he was uh, Destruction and I was Despair. So Nice. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, we always try to do it more, like, connected yeah. than coupley. Although I was I willing to good. say that, you know, as a... You know, we were a potato and Mark Watney in a relationship because, <laughs> come on. Mm-hmm. That was one, though, that... You once, had to explain. Yeah. Once people knew what it was, they were like, that's amazing. But, I mean, it's hard <laughs> It's hard to make a handmade potato costume. Oh, I bet. So, I was just sort of wearing a sack. And I think people thought maybe I was Dobby at times because <laughs> it was kind of like that. Mm-hmm. But... Don't you read popular novels or see popular films? <laughs> Don't you know potato when you see one? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. It's a good costume, though. Thank you. I'll just wear it again this year, and I'll be the Baron. <laughs> I'll just stuff it. <laughs> You'll just be the Baron, and you should make Billy be Fade. <laughs> That's not a show for the world. Hey. Hey. <laughs> hey well, now. he could be clothed. Yeah. <laughs> If then what's do a the fade. fun? Yeah, if you're gonna do a okay, fade costume, okay, then have him be Piter. <laughs> <laughs> Give him those amazing eyebrows. No, anyway, he, no, he can't hear this. This is gonna go out. He's gonna listen to this, and then we're gonna get a text. that's just like, I want fake eyebrows. I don't need this in my life right now. Oh, uh-huh. Billy listens to our show. I am very so much so. Oh, Brian <laughs> does not. <laughs> <laughs> It's it's not any fault of ours, but he listens. He listens to oh god, it drives me crazy. One podcast at a time, so he will listen to the entire podcast catalog before oh. he will move on to another podcast. <laughs> He's incapable of handling more than one podcast at a time. So right now, he just started. He just started. We hate movies, and I think they're almost at what seven hundred episodes yeah. or something. What with all their side shows and oh yeah, so it'll be a while. <laughs> Sometime in twenty twenty five, when Brian listens to this show, right? He'll be like, off. "Hey, that potato costume, good idea," <laughs> and I'll be like. What? I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> we live in the wasteland. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, I will be dead. <laughs> anyway, uh so the Baron is getting all yeah. this news from everyone's favorite uh Samuda yeah. addict, Aiken Nefood. So I <laughs> think that the Baron is I guess He's in his room on the ship, which is, of course, incredibly decadent. Yeah, so I I think this is interesting. Instead of moving into the palace, he has just landed the ship and decided to make, you know, that his HQ for now. Um, But it's got, you know... Velvet Velvet draperies and, and sculptures of boys. Boys, yeah. Little naked boys everywhere. Creepy. Um, He's got a boys folder on his computer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's marked financial transactions. <laughs> but then when you click it, it just says boys. And you go, yeah. oh, <laughs> Adrian, really? Yeah. Uh, try a little harder. Uh, so he wants to know if Jessica and Paul are dead. And this guy's like, yes, I promise. Yeah. How I, could they not be dead? Yeah. He's like, well, did you see the bodies? He's like, no. Uh, what is a body, really? <laughs> yeah. But they did go into a sandstorm, and the Harkonnens that were following Paul and Jessica did not make it out of that storm alive. Oh, well then. Yeah, so obviously, if they didn't make it, then Paul and Jessica have to be dead. So he, you know, it's just like, 
this is ridiculous. How could you come here? He does throw at his face, the you know, that he got this promotion the last time that they interacted, mm-hmm. really. He's just like, oh, did you think I was going to give you another promotion for this, this shitty report? He's like, oh, <laughs> no. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, so I, I do like that. So they mentioned that, you know, they followed Duncan. Mm-hmm. Which way to go, Duncan. Good yep. job. Good way to go. I mean, uh, I guess he knew it was probably a possibility. But yeah, there's only so much you can do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he does. The Baron does call Nefu a chicken. Yeah, interesting, right? <laughs> Which I guess that's still happening. I guess they do have chickens where he's from. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the Baron in apron. Oh no, thank you. <laughs> uh, so. They, he manages to put together that they were fleeing to the Fremen. Mm-hmm. And, and, and the Baron is super dismissive of the Fremen. And I'm just like, dude, oh, on your head be it. Yeah, no, entirely. He's just like, yeah. why would they be going there? He won't talk about, he won't give straight answers about how many of their own men that they lost. Mm-mm. I do, I do like that at one point. Uh, Nefid says that he would stake his reputation on it. And the Baron's just like, his reputation? Who cares about that? Reputation. Interesting. It's like, who are you? You know. And I did enjoy that because I do think sometimes it's like, you know, I get the point of it, but it's like in old movies or something where someone's like, oh, you know, you have my word. Like, who are you? Yeah. (laughs) Um, Okay, Uh, sure. Strange person. I believe you. Okay. Sure. Uh, So... It wasn't a total failure though, because they took uh, they took Kynes hostage. Yes, they have Kynes, mm-hmm. and he was you know obviously was helping Paul and Jessica escape. Yeah. And the Baron says, "Well, then kill him. Just make it just look kill like him. an accident. Make it look like an accident, since he's the Imperial planetologist. But make <laughs> it look like an accident." And Nefut is Nefut is like, uh, he's with Sardaukar, so I don't want to do that and the baron is just like uh get him away from them i don't know do i have to do everything around here but it didn't work super well the last time that he was making demands of the sardaukar so i don't know why he thinks that this guy can do it and that it'll make any kind of difference uh and then he reveals that they also have foofer Uh, and this is when the baron gets a super boner (laughs) i mean i know it is gross to think about but there's no other way to describe it like he gets a total mental boner over this thought especially hearing that thufer is like hopping mad about jessica being the Mm -hmm. traitor because apparently he's just running his mouth off saying that jessica's the traitor yeah and thufer the baron's like well i can exploit the fuck out of this like don't anyone tell him it was ua like, I need a Mentat, and here's the Mentat. I can make this work. And, yeah, he's like, don't worry about it. Is he hungry? Like, let's get him some food. We're going to make, make him. sure to put some poison in it yes. and the antidote. So, yeah, so this is the big thing, is that they are going to control Thufer by giving him both poison and the antidote. Uh, antidote, not an anecdote. <laughs> I would like it if it was just anecdote. <laughs> Every time you take the poison, you have to listen to someone's anecdote. <laughs> it's uh, a little bit. It's very like listening Dale to this podcast. Yeah, <laughs> you just get or, an anecdote every time. Or no, it's like that episode of X Files. It's like Jose Chung's from Outer Space, where every time Mulder gets a piece of pie, <laughs> he gives the, <laughs> the guy behind the counter another anecdote. Oh, it's so good! Best episode of X Files ever. <laughs> I'm sorry, I have to laugh for a second. I'm just thinking about it now. <laughs> Oh my god. Ah, there's your bleeping spaceship. <laughs> god, that episode is so <laughs> fucking good. Are you talking about Lord Kinboat? <laughs> <laughs> oh, so good. <laughs> he ate a whole pie that way. <laughs> <laughs> Now, God, it's feel- good television. Like it was all these years later, it could still crack me up. <laughs> and now recall that in the movie, <laughs> this involves milking a cat. 
<laughs> We're doing something to that cat. Mm-hmm. It's just a cat in a box. It's like that Star Trek where there's just a unicorn horn on a dog. Oh, God. It's like, Hello, I don't know. Are you a UFO? <laughs> like, I don't know. Put a cat in a box. <laughs> it's, it's making an anecdote. I so don't know. <laughs> uh, anyway, but uh, no, Thufer mm. is not getting anecdotes. Sadly, he's no. getting antidote. If you're around the bear and you're having to hear an anecdote, he's going to tell uh, you something. And you're not, yeah, there, it's bound to be gross, whatever it is. Oh, my God. You know he tells just the grossest stories. It's like, <laughs> oh, oh, thanks. Great. Mm. Mm. Well, I'm not sleeping ever again. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, and they want to, like, pump him with, <laughs> I can't yeah. believe I wrote this. They want to pump him with false information about Jessica's betrayal. What a what a double entendre! I know. Like I'm in a Bond <laughs> film right now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> and like no one in this chapter. So like the 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 big recurring theme in this chapter is that nobody follows anything. No, nobody. Everything follows people through. say. No, it's just everything people say, and then we'll give them the antidote. The antidote. The antidote. <laughs> Thu for how it, thu for how it, thu for how it. <laughs> yeah. The mentat, the mentat, the mentat. Like okay, okay, yes. It's starting to sound like a fucking musical in here. Rogers <laughs> and Hammerstein wrote this shit. Oh, then they're gonna start singing a song, and it'll I mean, be like, I would watch it honestly. Everyone's gonna sing a song to introduce themselves, like the musical Cats. Ugh, fuck Cats. I'm sorry. I know you like it, but I do. I hate it so much. <laughs> and I will be known as. That's what I'm known by. The fact that I fucking hate cats. <laughs> it's because I went to this woman. This Okay, I'm a Wiccan priestess. First of all, not me. The person whose house I went to to buy weed. And I had to sit through a fucking VHS copy of Cats before I could get... Make my ex- purchase and leave. Well, that's so not, that's I, not that appropriate. That is not cool. I mean, she did give me wine because those Wiccans, I will say, Wiccans, you're really, really good about sharing wine. And I appreciate that about you. But I just wanted to make my transaction and leave. And not watch the and entirety watch of the cats. musical Cats. <laughs> and I had never seen Cats. And so when she started, she was like, do you want to watch Cats? I was like... Oh, yeah, I've never seen it. Cool. Like, I Mm -hmm. like new things. Like, I will try anything once. And I, halfway through it, I was like, I fucking hate this. I want to (laughs) die. I don't know if this is worth an ounce of weed, honestly. (laughs) I mean, I stayed, but I've been resentful ever since. Cats in theaters this Christmas. (laughs) I will not be there. You can pick that or Star Wars. It's all you got. Uh, <laughs> so anyway. So yeah, so the Baron is going to turn Thufur to their side. Mm-hmm. Um mostly by shit talking Jessica. Yeah. Uh they go uh Nefid goes to go and do this and he has to like go get everyone away from the Sardaukar, apparently. Just like yeah. um could you guys give me the prisoners, please? Like, no problem. <laughs> no, no reason. Uh, so the Baron yeah, presses a button. on the Sardaukar not knowing what he's up to. Well, yeah, because they're going to report to the Emperor. Yeah. And he has, like, a special button <laughs> that mm-hmm. summons the Beast or Ban. I like to imagine it's What just, a like, terrible button. That's the worst button. Don't ever push that button. <laughs> like, oh, God, he's just here now. Just looking at me. Uh, great. Now you've done it. <laughs> it's just like, it's like Ghostbusters. It's right here, yeah. right? <laughs> well, I think, and it's important to note, too, that part of the reason that the Baron doesn't want any of this getting back to the Emperor is because his grand scheme is, like, he's going to put Fade mm-hmm. in control of Rackus eventually, and he's going to be the one to take the throne, the Imperial throne. Mm-hmm. Which, okay. <laughs> Yeah, that's a little... It's a little pie in the sky. Like, he doesn't seem to have a lot of, like, really... His plans are very loose and very... Like, he's like, I'll make Raban 
the governor of Arrakis. He'll make everyone miserable. And then I'll put fate up and then profit. See, I don't know. <laughs> that that plan, I think, is actually, it's the section of the plan that makes sense. Because it's the only section it's of the, the plan only that section makes sense. Because the Beast Ban is clearly just terrible. Yeah. And he will just, he wants to kill everyone on the planet. Yeah. Well, I was surprised. So the Baron is like, this. we have to take control of the spice. We have to do this or that. And then mm-hmm. <laughs> Raban's just like, oh, and then we bring in new people because I'm going to kill all the people. And he's like, no. Mm-hmm. Okay. Back up. <laughs> you will not kill all the people. We need gotta, the people. Yeah, we need to squeeze them. We want money. We want spice. Like, mostly spice. He's like, so what you're telling me is I kill everybody on the planet. <laughs> See, the no. thing is, is like, Back we up. are m- making him sound very dumb, but I, and I've, that's always the impression that I've had of the Beast Raban. But like, rereading this chapter, I was like, okay, well, he's wily enough to know that his uncle is not a trustworthy guy. Oh, yeah. But he yeah. also does definitely think that he should just kill everybody on the planet. And yeah. Start over. I mean, <laughs> he is pretty bloodthirsty, but. On second reread, I think there's a little more depth there than what I initially thought. Mm-hmm. Not that I care, but... This but... Is another... I do like that he's annoyed that the Baron has taken all the chairs out of the room, so that <laughs> anyone who comes in has to stand. Stand, yeah. He's like, mm. <laughs> but this is another one. I thought you were going to advance Peter DeVries to the... Peter, too, is dead. Peter? Peter. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so he kind of goes through it, because the thing is, is that... The Baron is trying to not give stuff away. So Raban is asking very good questions. And a lot of the answers mm-hmm. he gets are just like, I don't know. doesn't matter. Like, don't don't listen. You don't need to know. Uh, but he's <laughs> just like, I'm just asking if you killed Peter. Like, that's yeah. really it. Just tell me. <laughs> I like that he thinks that he just got, like, he just killed him because he was annoyed by him. Like, oh, yeah like doesn't he finally. know that oh i guess like the baron doesn't want people knowing that leto got one over on him mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then he tells him about he shows off about about ua mm-hmm. which is this is his, you know one of his many 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 flaws is that he mm-hmm. cannot shut up about how they turned you i know he he's so proud everybody. of himself and he even realizes that after he says it, he's just like, because oh, then, you know, the beast I is like, well, slip. does the emperor know that? And he's like, oh, mm, mm, damn it. Maybe this guy isn't an idiot. Yeah, because another thing that he gets that the Baron doesn't get is that there's way more Fremen and that they are way more formidable mm-hmm. than what the Baron thinks. Like, he he has a little more experience there and has a little more knowledge he is sad that the Baron is taking the cannons. <laughs> yeah. I wanted yeah. to keep the cannons, though. Yeah. I can't keep them. So when they said artillery, do they mean actual, like, cannonballs? That's kind of amazing. <sighs> Maybe. Because <laughs> it does seem like, you know, with the way that, you know, you're not supposed to use laser guns because of the shields, I think they mm. may have had to go back to that kind of... Arcane yeah. technology kind of, yeah. Interesting. They're steampunks. Yeah, yeah. They're just bringing I mean, it all. All you need is some in. goggles and a corset. You're good. Uh, <laughs> uh, he's, yeah, because this is also another part where Raban is, is he says, you know, the Baron says there's 5 million people on the planet. And he says, mm-hmm. well, I think there's more than that. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, I, I used to be in charge here and I know <laughs> something or two about it. And there's Fremen and he's like, well, the Fremen don't matter. And he's like, um, the Sardaukar they- don't agree with you. Yeah, you know, they took out like a bunch of Sardaukar and the Baron is like, <laughs> what? The yeah. Fremen killed Sardaukar? I mean, it is like comically disbelieving. And it's just like, yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah, the Baron insists that those must have been the Atreides men disguised as Fremen because it can't yeah. possibly have been Fremen. And Raban's like, I mean. okay. Just, like lying to yourself and making just the worst calls every time. Yeah, he keeps bringing up the Fremen and the Baron keeps being like, no, stop talking about it. That's stupid. <laughs> and it's like, no, actually, he's right in this case. So. Yeah. Which I think so, is, is going to be good with the, 
in the movie with the casting because mm-hmm. he's going to have actual lines that he can speak because yeah. Dave Bautista is an actor. So <laughs> and not he's that the a previous good actor. people. Yeah. Not that the guy who played him in the Lynch movie isn't an actor. I don't want to say that. But I mean, he was he had a type that he played. He's in the well, movie and pieces. I don't think Lynch was going through anything subtle <laughs> at all. No, no, no. Uh, but so we talk about, you know, there's just, oh, we've got to make sure that nothing gets off of Arrakis. Mm-hmm. No one should know what happened. I'll be really right. pissed off if that happens. It's so not like Kynes can leave anyway because he's was born here. So he's addicted to spice. So uh, this is what he said. Can you can want to exterminate an entire planet? He's like, whoa, 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 whoa. No, no, no. Mm-hmm. OK, we're back. That's up our money. <laughs> there's <laughs> a lot of trash talking the spacing guild, which is fine. Yeah, because they're it kind of feels like trash talking Jeff Bezos at this point, which I'm fine with. Uh, (laughs) That sounds like a name, a name from Dune. Uh, So Raban leaves, and the Baron watches him go, and he's thinking like, "Oh, I can't. I've I've got such a hard on to replace this kid with his brother as the ruler of this planet." Like, and then he's uh, the people are gonna cheer for Fade. They're going to love Fade. But at the same time, he's like, but Fade is going to be like a ruthless oppressor. So it's kind of a weird message (laughs) sort of mix there. I'm like, "Mm." but is his plan to is his plan to marry Fade to one of the princesses or is it just to wipe out the Imperial family? I think it's the latter because he's. I don't think that he wants Fade on the throne. He wants himself on the throne, and he wants Fade in charge of Arrakis. Yeah. Yeah. So that wouldn't work if Fade was married to a princess. This is true. Yeah. There's just an Armenia. And and then he's like, and he's such a lovely boy, Fade, Mm. really. And I'm just like, oh, God, you're so gross. Why do but you even that, so he gross? mentions that it'll be at least two years because Fade is, again, only 15. And he wants Look, to wait till he's at least 17 to see if yeah. he'll actually be, you know, a decent whatever it is they're trying mm-hmm. to make him be. Leader. Uh, Harkonnen. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's just like, okay, well, then what do you do if he's not? It's not like you guys are swimming in kids. No, don't worry. Harkonnen's going to be on the throne either way. <laughs> wink, wink. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Darn it. I, okay, I can't find it, but there's a whole part that I just thought was interesting just because there's a whole thing where he's talking about using the addiction mm-hmm. and he talks about things that you know, people are addicted to and he mentions mm-hmm. the dangers of of addiction, how you can use addiction and he mentions being addicted to spice, being addicted to water and I just was thinking of a Morton Joe. Just cuz uh, it was an interesting like, you know, yeah, specifically the water. I'm just always thinking I'm... about Fury Road. Frankly, <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't say you could be addicted to something that you need to survive, but yeah. Well, remember, that's like the whole—that's the whole. You know, do not, my friends, become addicted to water. It's so you can mm, control it, right? I mean, Morton Joe's kind of a Baroness type. Oh, I would say so. Yeah, I would say Fury Road has. Definitely got some influences in Dune for sure. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. And in a much, and in ways that I think are a lot more interesting to pick apart than you know the endless Star Wars comparisons. Oh god, so bored with it. I never thought I'd reach a point where I didn't want to talk about Star Wars because I do love <laughs> Star Wars so much. But now, depending on who it is who brings it up, I'm like, mm. absolutely, psycho. To do oh. what's over there. Let's yeah. talk about something else. Let's talk about mm-hmm. Mad Max Fury Road. <laughs> but could, chances are, if the person that you're reacting that way to <laughs> are not going to want to talk about Fury Road, no. Or if they are, it's not going to be anything I want to hear. <laughs> right. <laughs> Fury Road is a fucking masterpiece. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah, it's so amazing. Well, we'll all be living it soon. So. Not me, I'll be dead. <laughs> I don't want to 
laugh at that, but I just love how that says you're like, nope, not, but not Bo. <laughs> nope. No, my exit strategy is firmly in place for the eventuality of a Fury Road situation. You don't want to try to hold out for like a leather bustier and a, Oh, Megan, come on. A, a sidecar no. on a motorcycle of death. I don't think so, no. I'm I'm comfortable <laughs> with my decision. <laughs> I'm just going to walk into the ocean and let something eat me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> hey, what so happened to all the oceans in Fury Road? Are they sorry, in like the Mad Max feature? Are they still around? No. They've, I think the implication is that they've mostly dried, dried up. up. Hmm, or okay. it's such a drought has, you know, covered so much that, like, you could probably never reach the ocean. Okay, gotcha. Um, what if all of your... So what if it was just Australia? The rest yeah, of the world like is totally fine. Yeah, like, everywhere else is fine. Yeah. <laughs> They're just like, cut off from... What's going I mean, on in Australia? We joke, but, I mean, that is how a lot of countries are. I mean, yeah. like... When yeah. you think about the way that they're cut off from mm-hmm. no, you're right. the outside world and climate change is, is like creating this. Okay, so I just finished reading um, the second of Philip Pullman's uh, Book of Dust series. And it very much tackles like climate change creating like refugee crisis. Mm-hmm. crises and like un- unrest and instability and things like that which was surprisingly like I shouldn't be surprised because Pullman has always like been able to sort of weave current strife into like a fantasy sort of setting mm-hmm. um, but it was actually very like shocking <laughs> like because you know His Dark Materials is a younger reader series and then, like, the first book in the Book of Dust series is centers on children. It's all about children. But then this book is very much about, like, coming into the world as an adult and sort of having to reckon with what is happening outside of your individual bubble or even, like, your national bubble, especially mm-hmm. if you're from, like, a wealthy country like the U.S. or like Britain or somewhere like that, you know, a Western country that doesn't have yeah. to deal with this shit because they definitely get into like, I mean, Aleppo is one of the settings in this book. So mm-hmm. it's parts of this book are extremely upsetting, but I feel like necessary. So I don't know why I got off on this tangent, <laughs> <laughs> but read it. It's great. I will. Oh, I will. I think it's like a threat. I will. I will read that. <laughs> I will read it. Do you read those books? I didn't even ask. Well, I mean, I've read the the, the first ones. I haven't mm-hmm. read the the new ones. Yeah, they're really good. I always I always mean to go back and reread a ton of stuff, and then I end up like rereading it again. And I'm just <laughs> oh, like, well, God, this is I've, happening. I've reread it like seven times now. I should, probably should stop. <laughs> like unpacking. For our move, you know, I found so many of my books where I'm like, oh, yeah. Mm. Uh-huh. I do I'm just putting you lot. on the shelf right now. Yeah. <laughs> Let's say we could not find my, my Dune, and we have, like, five copies of Dune in this house. And I was like, well, I just need to find one of them. I don't have to have one that's marked. Like, I can figure out where we are. And, yeah. of course, none of them. Like, we're pulling every <laughs> conceivable Dune sequel out of these boxes. And it's like, we've got, like, it's God Emperor. Oh, I've got Heretics. Oh, I've got, it's like, <laughs> No. <laughs> where is dune but then yeah we found it thank god it's just like um nope nope that's none of this is helping yeah you know eight thousand billy, billy has a lot of sci-fi fantasy novels from like the 80s and 90s so it's I'm like i'm pulling judging. out it's like there's a lot of covers coming out of these boxes with people with swords but they're mm-hmm. not the people with swords that i need right no lays guns on, B- on Billy's books. I mean, well, I'm sure some of them have no something giant similar. No, no, just the ones you'd expect. Uh, speaking of, we'd yes. still like people to send us your gifts on Twitter. Yeah, uh, we've gotten how, a few. We have gotten a few, and they've been really mm-hmm. funny. How would you react if you walked into a room and there was a giant worm man in there? 
Yes, that's what we want to see. We have a hashtag going. It's uh, first look at Leto 2. All one word. And I mean, we're, we're presuming that you, it's like a place you would expect to see Leto 2. It's not yeah, just like, like a Like you subway. have an appointment to see him. Yeah. Yeah. It's not just like walking into a room and there's a worm man in it because that's, <laughs> I say again, that's the end of Enemy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> spoiler alert (laughs) well it's yeah it won't matter it will not matter (laughs) that's one of those movies where it's like i could tell you everything that happens yeah and if you watch it you're still gonna go wait what (laughs) it's like annihilation you're just like right here i'll tell you everything that happens yeah now tell me about this movie we have gotten a couple of entries and they have been good but there is a ten dollar amazon gift card on the line we are kicking in for this gift card like definitely you know seek it out all you got to do is post a gif how you would react if you walked into a room and saw a giant worm man yeah pretty easy because that's not okay (laughs) (laughs) just gonna tell you right now lido that's not okay yeah we're not cool with this but unfortunately just now it's just the just the baron with his suspensers Mm -hmm. uh i do like that he gets a nice little poke in there that you know he knows that his nephew is gonna need those soon it's like okay dude maybe he's not gonna (laughs) make your choices are you talking about raban yeah yeah okay yeah that's rude (laughs) i think i just find that offensive I'm not, yeah. you know, obviously not a fan of the Beast Band, but you can't just go around saying like, oh, you you're going to be so assume... fat, you need suspensors someday. Like, no, you yeah. don't know me. Yeah. He's actually like out there doing life. stuff. You don't know my choices. He's out there doing things, getting stuff done. Yeah. The Baron, extremely sedentary. And I imagine always has been, even before he needed the suspensors. Oh, I feel like I that probably paid, right. played a big Cause... part in it. Even in this chapter, he is not stirring from his rooms. Like, he hasn't left his rooms yet, I don't think. Ex- with the exception of the Leto 2 incident. He's just been kind of chilling in his rooms, floating around. <laughs> just just thinking floating. About, just floating around, thinking about just, taking over the world. Just bouncing. Just bouncing around yeah. the room like a fish song. <laughs> nope. Um, no. <laughs> Megan, no. It's the only fish song I know. I am putting my foot down. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Called out. <laughs> Taken to task. Yeah. I just have this thing. I hate fish. It's weird. I don't know. <laughs> I hope everyone's keeping a list of Bose hates <laughs> from yeah, this episode so far, alone. We've had mayonnaise, um, fish, cats. cats, the musical. I yes, like yes, the yes. animals. Yes. Very much. And I will point out that I, I don't particularly want to see this movie because it looks silly. And I could just watch mm-hmm. my DVD copy of the PBS version. There you go. There's no need to see cats. <laughs> I like that there was a pause. A pause Confirmed. where you thought Megan owns that. And I'm just going <laughs> to move past it. Like, yeah, <laughs> I do. I, I, I'm not surprised, honestly. I'm fine with it. <laughs> I'm fine with you owning it. Okay. So- okay. <laughs> I that's, don't want to have anything fine. to do with it. <laughs> no, I mean, I won't, I won't like, put it on if people come over. I'm not going to be like, oh, Thank now you. that everyone's here. You're not going to make me cats. wait to buy my weed <laughs> until I've watched all of Cats, is what you're saying. <laughs> uh, I mean, you will have to see the humanite dog. Uh, if you ever come okay, to my house fine because <laughs> that's in the only living room so i'm looking at him right now it's beautiful yeah <laughs> uh yeah so lots and lots of plans so this is the big thing in these chapters is that mm-hmm. we're still we're now again in kind of a holding pattern yeah um because until well the fremen come into the play there's a lot is not happening it's just mm-hmm. everyone talking about what they would like to happen yeah and the issue with a lot of these these plans, and I mean, and this is, you know, the case in a lot of things, but we don't see a lot of these things get enacted. It's just we hear what people want to do. They give people orders. And in the next chapter, it's like, so we did that thing. Yeah. And I'll just tell you about it. I mean, I just think it's very interesting. Like, the Baron wants Thufur because 
he's going to use him to install, you know, like help carry out his plans, install him on the throne, put Fade in charge of Arrakis. Like he's he's got like he thinks he's so got all his plans made, and I think he's kind of overestimating. Like I think Thufir would just be like. I mean, honestly, he's so loyal to the Duke. He'd be like, fine, I'll just die. <laughs> I'll just die. I don't care. I mean, this sort of happens eventually. Yeah, I know. Spoilers. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I guess we're supposed to think just that, well, his hatred of Jessica has yeah. buoyed him so much that he's determined to, you know. Get revenge or get whatever. Get revenge or yeah. Possibly he still thinks that, you know, if Paul is out there, maybe. Because mm-hmm. part of the Baron's thing is, like, you know, we'll convince him, you know, tell him that she's still alive. Because mm-hmm. then he'll be, like, that'll keep him going. Yeah. Um. But, uh, poor Jessica. Yeah, I know. Just... She didn't ask for any of this shit. But, I mean, just like all the men in this <laughs> in this book just making the wrong decisions. Mm-hmm. Left and right. I mean, I feel like obviously dismiss being as dismissive of the Fremen as he is is a huge mistake. Yeah, and that's it's such a stunning mistake that so many characters have made in just mm-hmm. the little bit of time that anyone has been talking about the Fremen. All things yeah. considered, you know, it went from you know everyone's got this idea that there's I don't know like fifty Fremen and they live in a cave and. Mm-hmm. Isn't that nice that there's, like, a couple of Fremen still around? Yeah. And then they stop and go, oh, my I mean, gosh. I, again, I just finished watching The Pacific, and I feel like this is very much, like, calling back a lot of this, like, the parts of the that series that, are, you know, with the new kind of uh, cadets or recruits or whatever coming in, like, the replacements are always like, oh, we'll have them licked by Christmas, you know, just, like always completely overestimating or underestimating your enemy yeah yeah <laughs> and just this you know like as we said this you know the it's well i mean it's the right time of year anyone who's like oh i'm gonna be a native american for halloween because oh, that couldn't possibly be a living thriving you know collection of cultures yeah that i'm just you know using as as a costume right now it's just it's a funny <laughs> thing from the past right oh boy it's like, oh don't and psa don't fucking do that guys yeah don't, don't it's do not cool uh and yeah so it's this i think it's the same it's the same sort of concept where it's like oh you know the fremen there's some of them and they live in caves and wear still suits and isn't that mm-hmm. just nice and quaint of them you know, like, we see them sometimes at the store. It's like the Amish, you know, like, we see them at the market, and they're just mm-hmm. doing their own thing, but there are, you know, okay, that's great. And it's like, wait, no, um, there's lots and lots of them, and they're going to And they're ass. an elite fighting force <laughs> yeah. that you With are not prepared for. Tons of technology, and they know how to survive in this, like, they are In the climate, in, in yeah. In this unique environment that they thrive mm-hmm. in, and and yeah yeah maybe you could pay attention yeah the things that are happening it's it's a stunning oversight like it really is like now like knowing what we know and especially when he says you know oh well those must have been atreides men dressed as fremen what point would there be in that and well i just feel like that is a very that's a very i feel like that is a very western thing like oh it couldn't be couldn't yeah. possibly like these native scum couldn't possibly but just beat our troops like at clearly point, there were other white men in costume <laughs> at that point in this battle why the baron would even assume oh it must have been that they were like out in the desert dressed as fremen like no yeah for even, real come on that doesn't even make a lick of sense maybe if it happened <laughs> a month before yeah. You know, you could say, oh, well, they're, you know, just trying to, like, throw us off the track. But I think in the heat of this battle, no one has got time to be out in the desert dressed as a Fremen, except yeah. for Fremen. And, like, everybody's known this was coming for a while, since the beginning of the book. But it's just, yeah, don't, yeah. don't underestimate, well, anyone, yeah. really, but especially don't underestimate the Fremen. 
Yeah. Don't do it. Just do not do it. And <laughs> that's the lesson we should all take with us this week. <laughs> yeah. As you so, go about your week, remember <laughs> yeah. that. Think about that. I, I mean, I hope you don't actually have any enemies except for those that would oppress marginalized communities and people that are less fortunate than you. But uh, I should hope you just don't have enemies. Yeah. But if uh, you do, don't underestimate them. Yeah, you never know. Yeah, because they're not always honorable. And if you're going to make a lot of plans, mm-hmm. maybe they don't have to have that many layers. You can have a simple plan. Yeah. Just, you know, one one easy, just simple, like, this is what we're going to do, point A, point B. Yeah. Bing, bang, boom. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> As you can tell, we are just strategists. Very tired. <laughs> and... <laughs> It's been a hell of a day. (laughs) It has, for some reason. Just one of them, one of them days. Yeah. uh, But yeah, so I think that that's this chapter. And next time we are going back to Paul and Jessica. And And I think we get to meet some new characters. I'm excited for that. Yeah, Yeah. I think you're right. And it's about dang time. I know. Yeah. So until then, do we have any new, um, do we have any? We did get an email oh this is from i don't do not do the whole name but it's from josh okay says i just started the show and the book and am enjoying it uh hi my name's josh i'm in my late 30s and a lifelong sci-fi fan but i never got around to reading or watching dune finally watched the david lynch movie the alan smithy version a couple (laughs) years ago and despite the three-hour runtime felt like it was still just a trailer for the book so now i'm reading the book And I'm listening to the podcast as I read along. I just thought I'd introduce myself and let you know there are people who are reading along who haven't read it before. Uh, He says, I'm currently on episode nine, chapter eight, and I'm not sure if it's pointed out yet, but you can tell Clint Worthington that kangaroo rats do exist. (laughs) Frank Herbert did not make them up for the book. LOL. Thanks for the podcast. I look forward to every episode every time I finish a chapter. Josh. Well, thank you, Josh. How nice. Thank you, Josh. Yeah. Yay. We look forward to hearing from all of our listeners. So if if you've been listening from the jump, feel free to email us. If you're a new listener, feel free to get in touch. Um, Weirdingpodcast at gmail.com. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter at weirdingpod. You can even find us on Instagram, although I don't update that one as often as I should. I just got a new phone, and I've been very lazy about putting all my passwords and stuff in. So, oh yeah, fair. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, we love hearing from you guys. We love letters, so thank you, Josh, for that letter. Mm-hmm. Reach out, reach out, and tell us your Dune stories, or just say hey. Either are acceptable. But if you want to win the ten dollar Amazon gift card, uh, just Show us your gif. Show us your reaction gif. Mm-hmm. Walk into a room. There is a worm man. How do you react? <laughs> Don't like it. <laughs> no, sir. Yeah. Do you think he smells bad? Oh, Leto too. Um, I think he probably smells dusty. Oh yeah. And he would smell like spice. For okay, sure. that's okay. Yeah. Then. Yeah. I mean, I could deal with the spice and the dust smell. Like my cat smelled always smelled really dusty like kind of like cardboard mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a weird thing but like whenever i would smell her head she always kind of had that like dusty cardboardy smell i don't know i think i think the 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 movie the lynch movie baron definitely smells because mm-hmm. everything in the harkonnen everything like getty prime is oh, just covered so in a sheen of, of oil yeah um, i mean he's got all those boils yeah you know he stinks it's not, and the thing with the boils is not even so much that the boils exist. It's that they're like, he has people there to pop them. Oh, it's definitely an episode and... of Dr. Pimple Popper that you were not expecting no. in this David Lynch movie. I was not expecting people like <laughs> collecting it. Um, but I feel like Book Baron is probably got so much like cologne and scented oils and that it's a different kind of smell it's just yeah. like a, oh my god like whoa dude <laughs> it's like walking into a yankee candle or something right like a lush you're just like no oh boy oh yeah you gotta take some advil before you go in it's like you're just trying to not like face him you're right like, oh, okay <laughs> there's so much happening right now just like it is an assault on the senses mm-hmm so 
Well, I think that's going to do it for this week. Um, I agree. Yes, we'll be back <laughs> next week. Now that we're back on schedule, yes. we should be back next week with a new episode. So stay tuned and we'll see you next time. Thanks, guys. Bye. for some reason just was like hey how about some npr no thank you <laughs> I'm just gonna i must have said it was something like, we sense you're trying to talk about the baron harkonnen this is a mistake <laughs> did you say something about news you wanted news no i didn't <laughs> ah <laughs>